Welcome back to the Franklin Family Podcast. Today's special guest is our very own university counselor, Corbin Moreau, who has more than 25 years of experience in clinical psychology and counseling. Corbin has dedicated over 20 years to providing counseling services here at Franklin, while simultaneously being an accessibility coordinator. Thank you, Corbin, for being here to speak of your experience and to provide students who may be unfamiliar with ways in which they could access these services. Um, so Corbin, this is a very important question um, to start off this podcast. Um, what inspired you to pursue a career in counseling and what led you to want to become a counselor at a university? That's a good question. So I think back in the first or second grade when I was six or seven, um, I had a student in my class who came from a very difficult family situation and who had a lot of problems and uh, some difficult behavior to manage in the classroom. And I was the only one that was able to reach out to him, to get close to him, to help him. Um, and I think I've always been drawn to being able to help people and especially when they're in difficulty. Um, as to the second part of the question, I absolutely love being a counselor in a university setting. I've been at Franklin for 22 years, more or less. Um, I love working with young adults. People in, in university, it's oftentimes the first time away from home. Um, and their, their worlds just expand so quickly. There's so much learning that goes on, even outside the classroom. They might be, especially at Franklin, introduced to cultures or ways of thinking or being that they haven't been exposed to earlier, and it causes them to really rethink a lot of a lot of who they are, their identities, and who they want to become. It's a super exciting time um, in someone's life, and I love being a part of their journey. Yeah, no, and if I can add to that, um, when I first came, uh, a lot of students, you know, is as me as well and other students felt you know like we're not home anymore and we're not at university and I've heard many great things about you uh, as a counselor and how you can make feel make people feel like at home you're very outgoing and you're a great counselor so thank you I appreciate that Wafi. Hmm. so not only do you hold one job here you have two positions one um being an accessibility coordinator could you explain what tasks an accessibility coordinator does and what a typical day in the life is like for you at Franklin? Of course. So as accessibility coordinator, I meet with students who are interested in having academic accommodations in their classes. Uh, this typically includes extra exam time on midterm and final exams, the taking of exams in a quiet or distraction-free environment, uh, sometimes using a computer for class notes or for exams. So I meet with students who have had academic accommodations in the past or are curious uh, if they qualify. I look over their documentation and together with the student, if they qualify, we come up with um, the best solution for their needs. At Franklin, we have a very personalized approach. So each student is going to have specific things that fit their needs. Um, a typical day for me, I work part-time. I'm, I'm here half-time, 21 hours a week. 
And that very much depends on the time of the year. So in September, when classes are starting, most of my appointments are with students who want to access academic accommodations um, and meeting with them and setting that up. And then as the year progresses, there's less and less of that and more and more meeting with students for their personal counseling needs. I also, in August, train uh, our RA resident assistant staff, our OMs, our orientation mentors, our AMs, our academic mentors. So there's a lot of training of student leaders before our new students come for orientation as well. Wow, you do so much. <laughs> so the people here wear well. lots of hats. <laughs> and oh. I could personally attest that Corbin gets things done. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, and you've uh, you've already said how uh, new students come to Franklin and they're very homesick. Uh, besides that, what are other common mental health concerns you see among university students? I would say that probably the top three things that I see for sure the most, I'd say the biggest problem for our students is anxiety and panic attacks, um, followed fairly closely by depression. We also have students who suffer from um, eating disorders, personality disorders, substance abuse. Mm -hmm. um, but probably the first two things that I see are anxiety, panic attack, and depression. Okay. And then leading into our next question, how should students go about receiving help here at Franklin? So students have the right to two free appointments with me every semester, so for a year. Um, oftentimes the hardest step is the first step is asking for help. So students can contact me by email or we have a set more appointment setting system for uh, me and all of my colleagues in the Office of Student Life. They can make an appointment through set more. Oftentimes students will come with a friend uh, the first time just because meeting with a counselor for the first time might feel intimidating. We also have a list on Moodle and on our Franklin app of external mental health providers. That includes psychologists, psychotherapists, and psychiatrists, and students can always access that, and I can help them make appointments with external uh, professionals as well if, if they prefer that. And that definitely leads us um, and connects to the next, next question, where sometimes students may be hesitant, hesitant to use the available university resources, maybe they have a fear of um, showing their identity or some or revealing their identity. What advice would you offer to university students who may be hesitant to seek mental health support? What I would say is I understand that fear. It's important to realize that me and external therapists are bound by law to confidentiality. So any talks with me, any talks with external professionals are going to be confidential and they must be by law. Um, I would also add, I see a lot of students this year already, we're in March, I've seen, a, or April, I've seen 171 students. So that's between a third and half of our entire student body. I see a lot of students. Um, 
and I must maintain confidentiality for all of these appointments. Of course. Mm -hmm. So there's never any judgment. The important mm -hmm. thing to me is that our students are getting the help that they need, whether that's for me, whether they would prefer to see someone external to the university is totally fine. Mm -hmm. To me, it's important for them to stay as healthy as they can be and get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. So as students, what are the best strategies you would recommend for managing our mental well-being while in university? Um, that's a good question. A lot of our students come already with diagnoses and with medications. So of mm -hmm. course, it's really important to get a Swiss prescription for any medication that they might be taking. Um, and we don't want to suspend medication. I would say one of the hardest things that all students face is finding balance and equilibrium once they're at university. Uh, oftentimes they're away from home for the first time and finding that balance between being a good student and self-care, making sure you're getting enough sleep and eating healthily, but being social and going out and you want to travel on the weekends and explore, you know, being in a different country. Um, finding that balance between all of that can be very elusive and very difficult, and that balance is going to change throughout the semester. So I would say that's probably the top challenge that almost all students face. Mm -hmm. uh, I would definitely agree with that. I think it takes sometimes until your third year to really <laughs> figure that's out that year. balance. Yeah. Exactly. In terms of strategies, I would say talk to me, talk to, we have... Um, peer mentors, peer educators, we have an RA team, we have an OM team. There's a lot of people here. So get to know the resources that are available to you and talk to us, talk to me, talk to our nurse, talk to your RA or your OM so that you uh, can get some help as you're discovering the resources at Franklin, who to go to for which problem that you might have and become involved so that you feel as if you're a member of our community. Both of these things I think are really important as well. That's very good. And can you talk about the role of prevention and early intervention in promoting uh, mental wellness on campus? Sure. Um, so first of all, I think it's important to point out that there's a difference between mental health and mental wellness. Okay. Mental health is sometimes um, an absence of a mental disorder. So an absence of anxiety, depression, whatnot. Mental wellness, which is really what we're working hard to promote at the moment, is not just an absence of mental <laughs> health disorders. Mental wellness is an ability to have and develop inner resources so that you can really face whatever challenges life throws at you. Even when, when you're mentally healthy, life can be stressful sometimes, it can be difficult. Mental wellness is developing resources and abilities to be able to work through anything and everything. It's being able to develop really sound and healthy relationships with other people. It's an ability to be able to take care of yourself and to know that you have the tools that you need in order to navigate life and be healthy. It's it's physical, it's mental, it's, it's a really holistic approach. Um, so I think in terms of prevention, what we're looking at at the moment is also doing a lot of training to help people come up with coping mechanisms and develop resilience so that when there are problems and there will be in life, 
you have the tools that you need to be able to handle them and navigate them in the best way possible. That is definitely great because that's really what we need as students um, when we graduate from university because here we have many people that can help us um, when, you know, we're struggling with something. But when we graduate, you know, it's us and only mm -hmm. us. And that's what we need. We need training. We need the the ability to fight through yeah, the struggle. We need to know how to use learn these skills now and then use them later in life. Exactly. For when exactly. we might not have resources like this. Exactly. No, mm -hmm. university is a time as you're young adults and you're moving out of your home and into the world and the working world. This is a time to develop these skills that will help you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think prevention goes a long way towards that. And learning these skills goes a long way towards preventing problems mm -hmm. while at university and after university. Yeah. And speaking of mental wellness, this year's university day is approaching next week on the April 18th, I believe it is. Um, and it's known as One Day, One Purpose. And this year's Day of Giving initiative is focused on student mental health and wellness. What are some initiatives Franklin hopes to receive out of University Day? Yeah, first of all, I want to say I'm super, super excited about this. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think mental health is something that is an ever-growing problem, especially amongst university students. I think that all of the data, all of the research, all of the statistics points out to more and more college-age students suffer from mental health disorders. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really important that we focus on that because a student who isn't mentally healthy isn't going to be able to learn as well as they need to and do as well as they need to while at university and afterwards. Um, I met, I had a roundtable discussion with students a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I wanted to really get student feedback as to what students think would be the best use of resources that would come out of this day of giving. Um, and I have to say, our students have some wonderful ideas. So I think a lot of it is important to put towards prevention mm -hmm. and learning these skills, not just for mental health, but also for mental wellness. So how to become more resilient, how to have coping mechanisms that work for you so you can handle life stressors. I think a lot of um, talk is also centering about around community. So how do we help students become and feel like they're an integral part of the Franklin community? Um, I think those are the, we're looking at wellness hubs. We're looking at um, physical wellness. We're looking at mental well-being. We're looking at programming. We're mm -hmm. looking at many things. One of the things that I've started this year is a peer educator program. Um, and this is so students can go to peers and have information about resources and have a confidential person that they can talk to. So we're moving in a direction of not just treating the problem, but trying to prevent it as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just want to thank you for so kindly doing this interview with us and for just promoting these um, resources we have here at, here at campus. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's been this... my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming thank by. Thank you very much, Corbin.